you've heard you should be prospecting for your business. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, and we've got business conversations for the Kawartha Commute. I'm Brian Rump from U Group. And I'm Matt Garrity from Maddie G Digital. So Maddie, I hear you are the Yukon Cornelius of prospecting for small business. <laughs> That's actually my profile picture on my personal Twitter. Oh, nice. <laughs> I usually throw that one out there on my personal Facebook page throughout Christmas. The beard's not as big as it used to be, but it still kind of works. Awesome. Uh, I love prospecting. I have... Now I'm actually getting how funny that joke was, by the way. <laughs> I just softballed him in there. <laughs> didn't even really think about the actual context of that joke. It was a good one. Um, yeah, I love prospecting. I find it easy slash enjoyable. I've never had any real issue with it. Um, what about you? Oh, I think um, it depends. My magic answer for everything <laughs> Um, so personally in my career, um, I usually say I don't like things like cold calling or random cold calling, sure. but what I love is sort of the strategic identification of who could I help. Um, and I think prospecting becomes more enjoyable. It's also more, um, needed, uh, when your business is a bit more niche, where you're trying to think out of the box. If you're just sort of opening up the phone book and playing sort of roulette with the pages and calling everybody, I think that's a, an older way of doing things um, that's maybe not as successful. But I think, you know, we're going to talk today about, I think, some more specific strategies for prospecting and maybe being a little bit uh, creative with it. Um, and that's something that I really like. Um, as a super introvert, I don't always love sort of doing parts of it. Um, but I what, also love being part of a team that does it. What don't you like about the parts? Like what makes it scary? I think for me, it's the initial opening up. If it's somebody, a stranger you've never met. Um, I think there's, I probably overthink the best ways to do it, um, you know, in terms of um, pitching somebody or that cold email or even a cold call. Uh, and that's really a, just a personal. And I think a lot of people share that. Yeah. Uh, of when the best time to do it is. But, you know, the best way to overcome that is to be prepared and to actually be offering something that's going to meet that person's um, need or just have a good reason to reach out to them. Yeah, for sure. That was the biggest thing for me when I started a sales position a couple of years ago when I didn't really like the idea of being in sales. And someone told me like sales has changed. It's not like the typical stuff that we see in the movies back in the 80s and the 90s, like Wolf of Wall Street, sell me this pen type oh, of yeah. thing. Um, it's more about helping people. And that was a big mental game changer for me, where you are trying to find ways to help that person that you're hopefully going to be working with. And if you go into it from that perspective, it makes it a lot easier for everyone. 
Um, I just wanted to quickly like maybe define what prospecting was, not to go back too far, but just in no, case some people. That's a good idea. Yeah. Wondering, like, are you harvesting for gold up in the Yukon? Like, what on earth is Brian Rump talking about right now? Yeah. Uh, but like, prospecting to me is actively looking for and then reaching out to potential clients. Uh, and I think that's the part that is scary for most people, like you said. Like, that's probably the number one reason why I don't think people prospect. I think busyness and like they don't have enough time. Um, probably is number one. And then maybe it's like the scariness of it all. Um, I would challenge people that it's maybe not as scary as you think for a couple reasons. Um, first, like you mentioned, the helpfulness side of things. Um, second of which, like we're constantly putting ourselves out there online, on social media, etc. How is it any different now to make a personal connection via telephone or in person? Uh, I'm going to stay away from prospecting via email because I don't think that's very effective. Um, but I will harp all day about in-person or telephone prospecting. And also, I think the scariness often comes from maybe a lack of confidence. However, we all should be comfortable talking to people about our own industry and what we do for a living and what we're able to help them with. Um, so I would look deep down inside. If you're really that scared to talk to people about your own services, there might be a bigger issue with your services. Even. Oh yeah, no, I think that's a really good point is, um, is doing that. And I think part of it is overcoming, you know, depending on your personality it's just being aware and overcoming your own personal hangups. So if you're introverted, you know, some of the common things, it's just that the, there's the fear of sort of failure. There's often the sense of like, oh, I'm bothering this person at this time, yeah. which can be completely legitimate. I know, um, you know, when I used to work for the bank and I had to call people all the time, I used to kind of hate when they would like pick up the phone and they'd be like on a roof or doing a job. And it's like, well, why did you pick up the phone if you can't? <laughs> right um, but I do think that, again, depends on your industry, depends on, you know, who you're targeting. Um, and maybe you do a bit of research with somebody a little bit to find out, you know, maybe it's just a business where the phone isn't the best thing. Or maybe it's retail and you should stop by and just yeah. – introduce yourself and you don't have to do it all at once, right? It's about building a relationship. So it's not necessarily about cold calling and launching into a pitch. Yep. It could just be identifying somebody that maybe you want to get to know and that get to know could be, they could be an influencer that might help tell people about you. It could be um, a client that, could be a client, but again, it depends on how fast your turnaround is, right? Um, I doubt many people meet you and they're like, oh, here's my money right away after a 30 <laughs> call, right? They want to get to know you a little bit and find out, you know, how you could solve their problems or help you yeah. help them with their pain. 
I've only ever had that happen one time and it was this year where I was able to make a sale strictly via email through a very short exchange to the point where I thought I was getting fished or spammed oh, or okay. something like that. I was like it was like not too easy, but especially because like the budget didn't even align and I was like, well, this is how much it's going to be to get started and then it was like, well, actually okay, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. Anyways. Okay. Um interesting. Uh, I think I understand like the coldness of things um, like cold call, cold meeting. I don't think we need to worry. I don't think there's such thing as a cold call or a cold meeting. If you actually believe what you're offering is going to help them again. Interesting. Um, And I, I don't believe also that it's cold. If you take certain necessary steps, like you said, doing a little bit of due diligence on maybe not the person, uh, but like their business, the company. We're not talking about an hour or three hours of research before you pick the phone up. Oh, it can be like 30 seconds. And I look at people who reach out to me sometimes and sort of are cold calling. Like I wish they just took 30 seconds to look at me and try to guess who I am yes. right? and know that I don't need, um, you know, shelves for my store. Right? And like, <laughs> that's just a sort of a, an example, but you know, you have to do that, you know, pre-call planning um, in small business. You're not going to have unlimited time to prospect. Yeah. So there is some strategy in terms of who are the, exact targets that I'm looking for and how can I learn something about them? Or, you know, if you're selling um, something that's higher value, you might need to put a bit more time into it. Um, So, you know, you're calling the right person. Uh, You know that there's something you have that you can offer them without sounding sort of like a jerk, right? Um, Like you don't want to be like, Hey, your digital marketing sucks. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I could fix that for you. Like, yeah, maybe their digital marketing does suck yeah. and you have to f- float that, but you don't always want to be, you know, condescending. No, and you never want to call anyone's baby ugly. You, you do have to find that in though. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of like giving examples for like another industry, but like with myself, there's three things I always focus on whenever I like I do some due diligence on someone's website to tell them that their digital marketing sucks, which again, I never would do, but it's always like, Hey, I checked out your website. uh, And I noticed that there's some ways I can help you get found on Google more, or I saw that you've not really been posting too many blogs and here's how content can help you get found more on Google. Or I noticed you haven't posted anything on social media in a while. Like here's why social media can help you. So those are like the three, like my three go-tos and like I'll, I can quickly determine every single person I can find an example for yeah. that I've ever called for that. Um, and then I also will make a point of, like you said, I try to check them out online, like LinkedIn or uh, like team pages, pictures of their staff, et cetera, because I want to make assumptions about them like very shallowly, if that's a word. But I want to see like, do they have, are they dressed in a suit and do they have a headshot? Do they think like they're really important and they're going to be a little bit more serious? 
then I'm going to go straight into conversation with them. I know that they're busy. Their LinkedIn profile is them dressing a suit. They're all business. I'm not asking them like what they did on the weekend to break the ice. If you see a picture of me on my LinkedIn, I'm like wearing like some winter jacket hanging out outside. That's an indication to people that I'm a little bit more casual. I'm probably going to find something on their LinkedIn page or even Facebook or wherever I can find them to find something relatable about them and like kind of break that ice. Like that really old school mentality when you like walk into someone's office and you like scan the room for pictures and like they've got a picture of them holding a fish and you're like, Hey, I love fishing or something like that. That's what you're doing. And that's what you're trying to find when you do your due diligence is like, what type of person do they look like? Do they look like they are like a bit more serious? They don't have as much time for you or is it like a bit more casual and can you try to break that ice with them? No, I think that's good. And I think, um, you know, talking about the due diligence, it's also a way just to um, start the conversation with, you know, it's not, Hey, can I pitch you my, my thing, but more, you know, my name's so-and-so from this company and I'm calling because, or maybe, you know, somebody yeah. and you could say, you know, in something like retail, it's great. Cause you could say, Oh, my friend was telling me about your business or, you know, for you, it could be, I've been a, I love your store. I've been in it 20 times. Yep. And when I look at your website, it doesn't match my experience. And I think if more people um, knew about you, you'd be busier or I can help you um, type of thing. So absolutely. And like that to me is what makes it not cold calling or a cold visit. Like you're thinking about their personalities. You're coming up with a custom tip and providing some value them. You're not calling from a curated list because like you mentioned earlier, you're probably trying to just narrow it down. You're not just throwing like darts at a map or whatever the saying is uh, like, you're probably going to determine who are the people you want to work with or where can you find the best fit? You're not downloading like an old elevator list or telephone book or something like that. Uh, And then last but not least, like what makes it not a cold call is like, you're not reading from a script. Um, Yeah. However, especially your first call you don't want to launch into the script because some people could just sniff that out and they hang up on you right away absolutely uh i do have a script but i've practiced it so much and i'm very comfortable at making it seem like i'm not reading stuff Uh, but it always like it follows a similar pattern it's not really a script as more as like a format where framework of doing yeah prospecting call And often it ends up on voicemail more. So I've got like that framework for um, a voicemail. So you basically start with introducing yourself, telling them you're on like their website or in their store, give them your custom tip, ask them if they're interested in improving their business in my sense uh, when I'm talking to people. Uh, And then always telling them how I'm going to follow up with them. Like I'm going to tell them to email. I'm going to follow up with an email. I'm going to call them back. And when I'm going to leave my contact information and then I'm going to bail. The last thing I want is people to hear my name, my phone number, maybe my email address. And then I'm going to hang up right away because I want that to be the last impression. 
Um, but no, I don't go into it like a big long script. I don't have like certain talking points and I don't get frazzled if things go off like the format, of course. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, you have to remember sometimes your only goal for that first call is to get a second call. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting that permission to follow up or getting permission to, you know, send something else, especially if it's somebody who is really busy and you're kind of surprising them. Yeah. Um, and also just knowing, you know, as people change the way they work, you know, more people, they might have uh, some gatekeepers that you have to get, get through. Um, and you might have to talk to, to that person a couple of times before they pass your call in sometime. Um, it could just be in person as well, especially in a small town with small businesses. And you're looking at, you know, fellow business owners who are operators you know, it's more of a walk-in um, yep. type thing sometimes. Uh, where do you think is a good way to start? So people might be listening to this and they think, yeah, okay, you're talking about cold calling. Here's some good tips. But like, who do I call? You know, I don't have unlimited time for this. Maybe I can do a couple per day or I set it a couple hours a week. But, you know, how do I decide who to call? Yeah, for sure. I think the first place I would look at is I don't want to use a buzzword or get too technical, but there's a term called ideal buyer profile, which is basically who your perfect customer is. And you want to at some point maybe establish that, whether it's in your head or on paper or your business plan or whatever. But I would start there. And then I'd start to think about like, okay, what industries are they? Uh, what size? Where are they located? And then start using the Google machine. Get on Google, start searching for maybe it's lawyers that you love to work with. Maybe it's naturopaths that you love to work with. Start getting online and searching for those people and determining it from that regard. Like who are like, ideally, who do you want to work with? And then sort of work backwards from there, if that makes sense. Yeah. What about if most of your business is like business to customer? Uh, do you think that um, you still need to do some prospecting? That's a tough one. Uh, business to customer from like, is it services or products? I guess it depends. And I guess where I'm trying to lead you is, um, you know, I still think you need to do it, but it could be more, you know, who maybe can do bulk orders. Or so if you're, you know, uh, a restaurant that does some catering and you want to do catering or you just want it, you know, you're brand new and you want more people to know yeah. that you exist, like who do you, you know, um, call and talk to about that? Uh, I wouldn't sleep on like family and friends for that one, uh, to be honest with you. Like just the classic, like, hey, do you know anyone that could use help with X. Uh, I'm a big supporter of going back to existing or previous people that you've worked with and like and asking them, like, do you know anyone else that could use help with this again? Um, one thing you mentioned earlier, and I'm stalling to remember exactly what it is as I remember my train of thought was you think that people are going to be annoyed when you call them. And I'm sure that that happens. But, and I don't like to base all of my opinions on how my experiences are, 
I've almost never called someone to talk to them about marketing and had them be upset with me. They've always been happy. Often it's, this is like a weird timing. I'm glad you called. This has been on the top of my mind. I'm very fortunate that within the B2B space, I'm not a niche. Digital marketing or marketing in general should not be a niche product though. Um, so I, I feel like when you're asking like friends, family, existing previous clients, like, hey, can you think of anyone that could use these type of services? No one's going to be upset with you. Yeah, and I think people like to help, right? So yes. if you ask you know, somebody, you know, who do you think might want this? They're probably going to give you a few names or a few like leads to follow. And you just have to sort of follow those trails a little bit. Um, I also love that you said about nobody's ever been upset that you've called and you Never. might get that upset. I think people might get more upset if you just tried to hard sell them yes. right away without really doing your job. But I think the other thing that probably happens a lot, and I think for most businesses, you need to be talking about your business all the time and active about it. Because I think especially in small towns, you think you might know everybody, but I can't tell you how many times you get in conversations with business owners and they might've been around for 20 years yeah. and somebody shows up and they're like, I've lived here for 30 years. I'm, are you new? Like I had no <laughs> idea you even existed, you know, or I wish I knew about this before. So, you know, you have to think about who are the people that wish you know, what I'm selling was available and they That's don't even know that it's there. Yeah. Uh, you just want to, want to know that. Yeah. We could have an entire conversation on uh, things that we take for granted with social media, but that would be the last place I look, not last place, but that would be another place. Um, there's a great opportunities out there by utilizing like hashtags on Twitter, on Facebook to see, are people searching for those hashtags and like starting conversations like, hey, does anybody know of an X that I can and use? Um, groups within Facebook. Another big one that I love to use is my followers on Instagram. Anytime I get a new follower on Instagram, I can reach out to them. Anytime I recognize like this is a small business owner following oh, yeah. me, like a small store or like an independent contractor, like whatever they're doing. Anytime someone follows me on Instagram, I'm laughing. I'm like, to me, that's immediately a new lead that I can go call and reach out to. Uh, I don't do it as much as I should. And so I kind of feel like a doofus talking about this, but it's something I've always wanted to take more advantage of where it's like, I've done it once or twice where I've recognized like, Hey, like I really love your store or your shop or whatever. If you ever need help, like let me know type thing. Um, I've always planned on if necessary, when, if I needed to do some more prospecting, that was where I was going to start on Instagram was literally go through my followers list and start reaching out to those people. No, I think that's good. And I think uh, the other thing I liked that's important to note is there's always things you wish you could do more of. So it's never going to be perfect you're never going to have a complete list. You know, it's just the habit of telling people, you know, what it is that you do yeah. uh, and not taking for granted that people just know about it. Uh, I have lots of examples of um, 
you know, sometimes it's tradespeople I work with or different stores. And I'm always surprised at things they do that I didn't even know were available. And it's, and you just wish you knew about it. Um, or, you know, small restaurants who do catering. Yeah. You didn't know how their catering worked, right? Like how do I order, you know, a good example um, of somebody who's doing a great job of advertising it on like their Instagram is uh, fresh fuel in Lindsay. And they, you know, send out pictures and it's nice and colorful of, you know, here's 15 smoothies for an office that we're taking it to. Yeah. And you think, oh, I didn't know you did did that or you would deliver like a whole office worth of stuff. Like, you know, the more you're doing that and people know about it, the more likely they are to, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like a marketing maybe issue or problem in general, but yeah, it's important to let's like just start that conversation with prospecting, uh, especially because like this is that my own fault as well. Like, but like I'm busy, all these things. I'm busy like everybody else, and we take the prospecting for granted. Um, and we're busy now, but that can change like in the snap yeah. of fingers, as we just experienced with like the whole COVID nineteen thing. Um, we could have been better positioned. A lot of people, if maybe we had been doing prospecting and we maybe had more opportunities ready to start conversation going into that or out of that, et cetera. So you never know when things like that are going to happen. Uh, you could be in a service business where you, you're, you have X amount of clients that you want to work with. And then all of a sudden two just drop off the face of the earth and now you're starting from scratch and you haven't spoken to anyone. So it would have been good if you could reach out to that prospect that you had from a month or two ago that you already introduced yourself to. So yeah, definitely. Awesome. Anything else to add on prospecting? I guess the one last thing I would like to leave everybody with is an inspirational quote from uh, Michael Scott of the office, which was you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take by Wayne Gretzky. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Sounds like an episode to me. Thanks for listening. If you want to talk about this some more, reach out to us and we will set it up.